Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now. Welcome to Disaster Party Podcast. As always, this is Rob Cedeno, and I'm joined by my co-host, and we have not been on a podcast in quite a few weeks, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm here with my co-host. Oh, oh, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivians. It's B-I-V-I-A-N-S, for I am the one true, whoa, daddy of Studio Woe, and your American icon. And tonight, tonight, we are going to explore, because we're on episode 74, whoa, daddy. Whoa, daddy. <laughs> wow. Well, Andy, uh... This is this is nice to be on the podcast with you again. I I I've missed talking to you. I feel like it's been a minute. Yeah. I know. I mean, we talk every day, but like not on the podcast. That's true. That is very true. And a lot of things have been happening since you and I have been on the podcast together. I mean, there's been a couple of No Thy Neighbor episodes. There's been a wrestling episode with me and Brent. You did a couple of No Thy Neighbor episodes with like Brandon. Awesome. Kind of jealous that you got to be with him, but I'm sure we'll do a. I'm sure we'll do a podcast in the studio together Facts. shortly. Facts. He's been wanting to uh, to come on and and talk with everybody. So, and he's huge into comics. So I think our next comic episode, we uh, we might have to invite him on because he knows it. He, me and him went down a rabbit hole one night. So uh, it would be very interesting to see the dynamic of that. War, war. <laughs> well. Before we jump into like anything else, I just want to say, just because we're here together, um, want to remind everyone to like, share, rate, review, comment, and subscribe to Disaster Party Podcast on all social media platforms, including YouTube. And you could see our uh, we look a little different because we're using a different program. So you're going to have to give us some feedback on what you think, if it looks better, if it looks worse, if we sound better, if we sound worse, because obviously we're trying something new. And that's how you grow. You learn. Um, but for some upcoming episodes, I know we have a lot going on right now. Um, we have today, we are going to review Disney plus moon Knight. Uh, next week we will be dropping our 
Doctor Strange full spoiler review. We wanted to wait maybe two weeks, let people see it. And I think uh, Shawnee D and B-Rent are coming on. Uh, I believe after that we are going to be doing AEW Double or Nothing. And then out of order, I don't know what order they're going to be in, but we have a couple of other uh, Know Thy Neighbors uh, already locked up. Uh, we have LFA Marv is finally, finally coming back on after dancing around with us for quite a few. Uh, we are going to review Paramount Plus's Halo series. And if you haven't watched it, Master Chief loses his virginity, man. I saw that. So, All right, I such read a romantic, that. Such a romantic scene. Oh. Anyways, we'll go into that. We'll go into that. Um, but we have a lot of stuff coming up. We have a lot of stuff. I think we are the most well-prepared we have ever been <laughs> in our entire lifetime as a podcast. We have about eight or nine episodes either recorded already or already like locked and loaded. So get ready for some Fast and Furious, lots of episodes. Uh, if you again, as always, if you have any episode ideas that you want us to cover, I know that we still have to plan our bad movie reviews with Shawnee D and B Rent. I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, next week. So yeah, this is a lot. Like, but hey, Andy, Andy, Andy. But enough with the plugs. How's life been since since uh, a couple weeks ago? Life. I know you're in the new studio. Life has been uh, life has been crazy, but life has been awesome. Like, um, with this new studio gives me the opportunity to have tools at our dispense that we can make the show better and add more stuff to the show. So like I can come here and get locked in for six hours and have it feel like 45 minutes. It's wild. Um, so I'm excited to show you guys some of that new stuff. Um, yeah, other than that, life's been cool. I've been, uh, walking around like penguin for like the last, like three weeks which sucks. Uh, my knee kind of looks like the size of uh, basketball, so that's fun. Um, that's not fun. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially when you like, you can't like bend it. Like it's swollen so much that like I can't bend my knee at all. So you never know. Like the small little things that you can't do, like sitting on a couch or getting in and out of a car when you can't bend your leg. Like I put my foot underneath. My other my other foot, and then I just use that to move my leg. It's yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it doesn't sound like fun. It at all. sucks. But other than that, life's been pretty good. Can't complain. That's good, man. What about you? How have you been? Uh, same old shit. Still looking for a house. Still trying to sell this house. Still doing wedding planning. Uh, something exciting. Uh, oh. for those. Uh, we booked my bachelor party, and uh, we are going to. Dun dun dun! Chicago to go see a White Sox game and to go see the AEW pay per view, Forbidden Door. Ooh! And that's so. A couple guys are gonna go to that. We booked that. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. Besides that, man. Uh, I mean, you know, I talk about it, but crypto markets down, NFTs markets down, stock markets down, and I'm still buying. This is the perfect time to get out, right? Because everything is dropping. No, we it's the perfect run. time to get in. It's the perfect time to get in, not out. Oh, but it's dropping. Why would we get in now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, uh, what they say in the market is you're not going to make it, not going to make it, NGMI, not going to make it. If you're selling on a bear market, NGMI, boy. Not going to make it. Not going to make it. Not going to make it. I grabbed another creep. Did you, you said you were going to. I did. Did I show it to you? <laughs> you didn't show it to me. But you did say, oh, I'm showing it to you. You said you were, you were going to figure out a way to grab another one because everything I'm going to try to – I'm going to try to grab another one, but I don't know if I can. All right. Tell me this is not perfect for me, okay? Okay. That's fantastic. That's that's you. Bro, they, 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 they turned you. That's fantastic. Oh, snap. Oh, He's got a backwards hat. I got hat. a backwards hat. The same hat, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, perfect. <laughs> And then as soon as I bought it, it went up in value. I was like, that's the way you do it. Because they were waiting for you to buy your own creep. Dude, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I told you. You saw, okay, I, off topic. And then well, I swear we're going to Moon Knight. But this is exciting. We haven't talked about it. Uh, there's a crypto coin called Luna. Okay. And it crashed 100%. It was $119. And it crashed to point zero 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 one. That's devastating. Like just crashed. <laughs> and I said... I said, I'm going to – I had a couple of dollars on like an exchange. I'm like, I'm going to throw that in the exchange. I'm going to just throw it to the coin. It's down so much. I'm just going to throw it. And if it if it does nothing, it does nothing. Dude, I turned $8 into enough money to buy another creep. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, and then I took – I took that, I sold it, I bought Ethereum, I went and bought my creep, and then my creep went up in value by $1,100 in less than 10 hours. That's insane. Got it. It's the DJ I'm playing, bro. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. <laughs> this time it did. Yeah. So you don't buy in the, or you don't sell in the dip. You buy in the dip. Unless something you buy shoots up. Eighty thousand percent, then you sell it. You just sell well, it. Well, yeah, you just you just. It's sell not it. going to go any higher than that at that moment <laughs> in time, ever. <laughs> That's dope, though. <sighs> yeah, it's been a good big, big couple days on that one, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, going to try to another. You still got to get one. Bro. I still do. I think. Uh, I think they're going to be out of reach if you haven't been saving up for it. Probably. Probably, but there's still those other ways where you can get pieces here and there. I remember yeah. if I remember correctly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a season two recap because the season one episode did pretty well, actually, really well. So we're gonna have to do a, a an episode two, okay, on creeps and just kind of touch up on what's going on. But again, we have so many other episodes planned that might just be on a back burner. It might just be a bonus episode or something. Oh. Maybe something good will happen in Creeps, and it's just like, bam, we drop it. There's stuff coming on, but I'll keep you posted. You know I will. All right. All right. So let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. Today, we're not here to talk about the studio. Today, we are not here to talk about me buying and selling my house or buying a Creep or any of that. Today, we are here to talk about Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Disney Plus, I will tell you, this is the one character of all the active Disney movies and Disney shows that I did not know anything about. 
I agree. I was in the same boat. So just a quick premise of the show is there's a character called Mark Spector, which we'll go into. But he is a mercenary who has DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, and he is drawn into a deadly mystery involving Egyptian gods with multiple altars. Uh, um, multiple, not alters, but multiple personalities, and one of them is Stephen Grant, and we will go into it. Oh, Stephen! This is this is starring Oscar Isaac, who, from where I first saw or recognized him, was Star Wars. But my brother was telling me that he was the evil doctor in that movie Sucker Punch. I don't think I've seen. And that was like his big first movie. I didn't realize that. I actually forgot that he was in Star Wars until you just said it now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. That's dope. Yep. Yep. And then we have um, May Calamai as Layla, uh, his love interest. And then we have um, Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow. And, you know, just some, those are like the three main. characters in the show so before we jump in what is your opinion overall of the show and then we can go into more details i thought it was pretty good it started out really um confusing a little bit uh but it picked up and then when it started getting into the show like everything got crazy and wild and then I'm still confused about something, but I'll wait until we get to that part to be like, okay, what is this? But um, no, no, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Um, I like to see where it leads on the big screen in the MCU if it does. Okay. I agree. Um, it was very confusing for for quite a bit. Um, I didn't know what was going on for quite a bit and then it all cleared itself up and then I was like, Oh, that makes more sense now. So, but I think overall it was a good show. It had, it was not like any other Disney shows. It was more dark. Definitely. I mean, there, there was like blood and gore and not, I mean, maybe not gore, but definitely death and darker tones than let's just say Loki or um, WandaVision or even uh, Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And it was like, it was a standalone. I don't think they talked about any of the other superheroes or Marvel characters at all. Yeah, I think it was just, it was just, um, and it took place in London and also Egypt. <laughs> oh, and then the Austrian Alps. The Austrian Alps, I guess. Good old Egypt. All yeah. that sand. <laughs> but this is there it's only a six episode series, so we can run through each episode, kind of give us our give our thoughts and then our final thoughts at the end. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh you want to take episode one? Uh if you want to. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. So episode one was called The Goldfish Problem. Uh, it aired on March 30th, 2022. And 
we it opens with Stephen Grant, who you can see as like um, a mild mannered, kind of insecure British fella, and that's um, Isaac or Oscar Isaac, and he's working at the British Museum in London, and where he hopes to become a tour guide. And you can clearly see that he knows a lot about like the Egyptian culture, he knows about the gods, and you could see that he knows about it. And he even tells his boss at one point that like the toys or whatever was not a correct representation of what really the Egyptian stuff was, and they were just like, ah, shut up. So, um, again, he just seemed like a normal guy. And then you get to his apartment and you see like he ties himself to his bed. He puts like a sand circle around his bed. He has all these different locks. And you're like, what? What is that? I don't really understand that. And then all of a sudden he goes to sleep and he wakes up in, in like the Austrian Alps. And he's like, a, he's like watching this weird cult that's being led by the character Arthur Harrow, who ends up being the villain. And I get this is this the reason why it's very confusing. So like he <laughs> he doesn't know how he gets there. We don't know how he gets there. And then all of a sudden he has this like golden scarab thing that uh Harrow or Arthur wants. And he it's this weird thing like he's like he wakes up and he's running away from these gunmen. And all of a sudden he ends up in the town where this cult is like meeting and they can tell that somebody didn't belong. And then Haro did like this, like, I don't know, this chant and everyone like bowed down except for Stephen Grant. And then they realized that he had the scarab and he's like, I don't know how I got this. And he's like, here, take it, take it, take it. And I, you could see that he's like being controlled by something else. Right. And his arm keeps janking, his arms keep janking. Then all of a sudden he gets, out of this little thing and he like passes out wakes up and then there's a whole bunch of dead gunmen around him and all the rest of the citizens are like uh and he's just got blood all over him and he doesn't know what happened we don't know what happened we're just like what is happening so he has a couple different blackouts like i said and he's trying to escape and he kills him and then all of a sudden he is like in a car almost like an ice cream truck or something and he's racing down the road there he's getting chased after and he keeps blacking out and when he wakes up more people are dead he blacks out more people are dead and then he starts hearing this voice of again we don't know who it is at this point who's basically saying like let him fight let him fight so he eventually blackout blacks out again ends up into into in his apartment and he finds he hears a phone ringing and he finds a phone in like hidden in his apartment with a key card in his apartment and he receives a uh, a bunch of calls from a number and it's a woman named Layla he calls Layla back and she's like Mark Mark like where are you and he's like I don't know who Mark is and again <laughs> we're like what is happening so <laughs> the next day he goes back to work Haro follows him or Arthur Haro follows him to work and he's confronted to him and reveals that I guess um, Stephen is now a servant or has been a servant for the goddess oh no he is a servant Haro is a servant for the goddess Amit A-M-M-I-T and Grant, again, Stephen escapes from Haro, but is forced to remain at work that night on his own to make up for being late because of everything that just happened. 
And then all of a sudden, Haro summons a jackal-like creature, which is kind of <laughs> cool, to attack Grant. And But then uh, Steven looks into the reflection, and the somebody, his own reflection is like, let me take over your body. And he's like, what are you talking about? And again, so here's the thing. Steven has an English accent. Mark, who we find out he's talking to, has an English – like uh, uh, American accent. So he's like, all right, give me your body, give me your body, and he takes it over, and all of a sudden he's like in the full Moon Knight getup, and he's fighting this thing, and then what? Layla was there too, right? Uh, no, no, not yet. No, Layla wasn't there yet. So he's basically fighting this thing, and then all like he ends up killing the jackal, and it's like this cool bat- battle scene, and the jackal falls on like a big spike on top of a building, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're just like, what is happening? Like, you're not really understanding the multiple personalities. You're not really understanding his powers. You're not really understanding where he got it. You, it's very all over the place, as yeah. I can say. I feel like within this one, like, with um, even with his multiple personalities, you weren't sure, like, if it was just him or if it was, like, um, uh, I can't think of a Marvel version, but for the DC fans, like, uh, uh, Storm where you had Firestorm, where it's like two people, but they're in one body, but they're both coexisting together. Like, you didn't know if they were two people or if it was just one person. Like, it was very it was very confusing, but there was a lot that happened, I think, in that first episode overall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, just a lot happened. Uh, any thoughts on, like, the, the episode as a whole? Um... I did like the fact that they never showed him in the suit until the end of the episode. Agreed. Like you heard the voices. You heard him fighting. He was like, I don't know what's going on. I thought it was a dream. Like, he was just dreaming the entire the entire thing. He, like you said, he woke up. And he was still chained in the bed. Like, he didn't move anywhere. Um, but, no, yeah, no, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I agree with that. It's like you, you – he clearly did some fighting throughout the episode because every time he woke up, there was dead people. So, But it never showed him to you. So then at the end, when he was in costume and he killed the jackal thing, it actually showed him fight. And it was weird because the jackal was invisible. Mm-hmm. So like he, it, like it was weird because he was fighting an invisible jackal in his Moon Knight costume. And they would show the perception of outside people and they're like oh he's just drunk and he's just fighting like the air yeah and it was just kind of funny on how (laughs) like but yeah i thought it was interesting enough because it was definitely like what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. but it was interesting enough to want to continue watching so as you were going over this you made me realize what happened in a certain episode, and I'll say it later on uh, when we get there. But okay. now it makes complete sense. Is that the thing you were going to ask earlier? Nope, still confused about that part. Uh, <laughs> but something they said later on now makes perfect sense. Okay, but yeah, I'll 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 say it when we get when we get to that part. Got it. All right, you taking episode two? Episode two, summon the suit. Uh, this might actually have been one of my favorite episodes, just because uh, when, <laughs> well, 
I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit. So Grant's yeah. pretty much blamed for the damage, and there there's cops there the next day, and they're like, you know, oh, we got to go over the footage. So he goes back to go see the footage. Um, but the footage doesn't show the jackal chasing him. It just shows him running throughout the museum like a crazy person. Um, so he's pretty much fired because he destroys everything in the museum, and they think he just went on a destroying spree. And it's funny before them because he's like, oh, you're going to see something that is hard to explain, so I warn you. It's like, it's just you running throughout the museum. I don't understand. Um, but he uses his key card to access like a storage locker uh, where he finds the scarab that he was holding in that ice cream truck from the first episode and realizes like he wasn't dreaming it. All of that was real. Um, then his reflection starts be- speaking back to them and it's his another hits his other identity that's in his body and introduces himself as the American mercenary Mark Spector. Um, and explains that the current avatar of the Egyptian moon god Kushanu, I think is his name. Um, and uh, I feel like it was said differently, but I can't remember. Yeah, Kon Konchu. 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 Um, so Konchu is the is the Egyptian moon god. So uh, Grant is then confronted by Layla, Mark's wife. Um, who is unaware of Grant's existence. So she only knows Mark. She doesn't know Grant. Um, so she knows that Mark like kind of disappeared after being arrested by the police officers who were working for Haro. And Haro reveals that he was Conchu's um, previous avatar until he uh, chose to follow Emmett instead. And he explains that he wants to use the scarab to find Amit's tomb so that way he can resurrect her so she can purge humanity of evil by wiping out everybody who will commit evil deeds. Um, so Layla rescues Grant from Haro, but Haro summons yet another jackal um, to go chase after him. <laughs> this part is funny because um, he Grant doesn't want to give Mark um, access his body or power and Layla's screaming at it. Layla's like, Layla doesn't believe like he doesn't know who he is or he's a different person. She's like, what's with the English accent? Um, so she's like, summon the suit, summon the suit. So he's like, fine. So he said, I forget what he says. And he turns into Moon Knight, but he turns, <laughs> he turns into like Moon Knight with like a three piece suit. Not like the actual Moon Knight suit. And she looks at him, she goes, that's a new suit. He's like, what? You said a suit. <laughs> um, so he fights the Jackal. And like Rob said in the other uh, episode, pretty much you can't see the Jackal. So it looks like he's fighting himself. But people see that he's getting his ass whooped and getting thrown into like buses and trucks and stuff. Um, but... Um, Finally, he gives Spectre control, and he takes over control, and then he, uh, they kill the Jackal, but they lose the Scarab, because uh, Haro was able to grab it within the fight. And Khonshu threatens to claim Layla as his next avatar if Spectre fails to stop Haro. Um, and that's pretty much where the episode ends. Yeah. So it basically just kind of clarifies that he has two different personalities, and clearly Layla, who is married to Mark, who is one of the the personalities, has no knowledge of Steven, which is weird. 
because it's clearly Stephen had a job and like everything else. But there's one thing that I mentioned in episode one is that Haro has like this stick and it's like the stick of judgment or stick of truth or something like that. And he basically in the scene with the cultists, he people volunteered to be judged by him. And he, it's like the weighting scales. Oh, yeah. And, and if uh, it's it's like if you are good in life and have a good future ahead of you, and you don't, you're not gonna. It's like they could see what you've done in life, and but they can also see what you are going to do in the future. So uh, if you are good up to the current point in your life and good for the rest of your life, you are you are judged fairly and you are a good person in their eyes. And if you have done good things up so far up to your life and then end up doing bad things in the future that you're not even aware of. It basically kills you and drains your life force. Cool, which is wild, and it's like a, just a regular like walking cane. Yeah, <laughs> it just puts like this. Yeah, but yeah, this episode again was just just as confusing because it kind of like cleared up that there is two personalities, but you don't know how he controls it. You don't know why there's two personalities. You don't understand his powers because clearly in the first episode, the moonlight costume had the hood with the cape. And like the moon on his chest, and then this this episode was a three piece suit with a white mask. Yeah, and the three piece suit with the white mask doesn't understand his powers yet. Like Steven's version of Moon Knight does not understand his powers at his point. At this point, because he does, in his mind it doesn't exist like at all. Yeah, <laughs> you said a suit. What? <laughs> Oh God, we're dead. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into episode three. Unless you want to add anything, um, no, yeah, no, that pretty much covers it. He uh, he reminds me of another villain from somewhere too, Haro, but I can't think of who, where. But yeah, no, I'm not sure. That I'm not sure. Episode three. Um, Episode three. All right. So episode three is called The Friendly Type, and this aired April 13, 2022. So now Haro and his followers have finally discovered where Amit's tomb is, and it's in the Egyptian desert Ooh, in Cairo. Ooh. So now Spectre and Grant, so Stephen and Mark, are both experience – have both experienced blackouts while tracking uh, Haro's location. After failing to gain any information, Kanchu calls the council, the council uh, between his fellow Egyptian gods. So now there's like a whole kind of like Illuminati, but it's like a bunch of Egyptian gods. Facts. <laughs> and their avatars, they, he basically calls all the Egyptian gods and their avatars because all these gods have to be in a human. Like that's how they can like maintain on Earth. Um, so to kind of warn them of Haro's plan. So Mark and Steven and Kanchu go there and they go, oh, Haro's trying to do this, Haro's trying to do this. So the gods call Haro in to be like, all right, are you doing this? And obviously he lies and he successfully tricks the gods to believing that it is Kanchu who's actually doing something bad. So um, one of the avatars tells Spectre to find the Sir of Medje, who knew the location of Amit's tomb. So Layla and uh, Layla finds 
Mark again, and takes him to meet uh, with an Anton Mogart, uh, an, acquaint an acquaintance who owns the sarcophagus. Oh, okay, now I get it. So basically, she knows this guy who owns the sarcophagus. Yep, who owns it. And um, they go there, whatever, and they're kind of like talking him through it. And he, you can clearly see this guy is like not a good guy, but there's no problems yet. Then all of a sudden, Haro arrives, kind of uh, has this uh, Anton guy turn on Moon Knight and Layla. And they end up destroying the sarcophagus and forcing Spectre. Grant and Layla to fight off all of the uh, Anton's guys, including Haro's guys. Um, Layla almost gets killed because Anton almost throws a spear into her, and you could see Moon Knight like fighting, just fucking people up the whole scene, <laughs> which is cool. And then Layla's fighting one of Haro's uh, security guys to get to the um, grave. So now um, they escape to the desert, and Grant. Uh, before he leaves, he they were able to grab a piece of cloth or something at the the grave, and I guess that is like a map of kind of how or where the grave is. So they basically assemble all these fragments into a star map, but it's two thousand years ago, and it's out of date because like the you know how the skies change and the moon rotate and the Earth rotates and all that other stuff. So. Kanchu, because he is like the god of the night or something like that, he uses his powers very briefly to turn back the sky's time, not like overall time, just the sky, just to, to, the, to that said night on the map to figure out where Amit's tomb is because they know that Amit's like a bad motherfucker. So, um... So after they do that, they figure out where it is, but the gods, the other gods, imprison Khonshu in uh, basically like a statue of some sort. And that leaves um, Stephen slash Spectre, or yes, Stephen slash Mark, uh, without any power. So now they do not have any Moon Knight powers, and they are left with Layla to figure out how to do this without powers. Yeah, that, um... That whole episode was awesome, mm -hmm. um, especially seeing uh, Mark's connection with Layla, even though he like was trying to get away from her, seeing her in trouble, and seeing the spear go through him. You kind of realize like, hey, this guy kind of can't die, so to speak. He had like three or four spears in him <laughs> at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm watching um, Stephen and Mark fight with each other while trying to read the map on the sarcophagus. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah. And then the gods were like, oh, we're going to put you into stone if you mess with the powers or mess with the sky again. Um, so seeing him like leave, you're kind of like, all right, where is this going now? But just to describe Kanchu. So Kanchu was basically this really tall skeleton bird with like a robe on yeah, and a staff, like a half moon staff, which was all white. Yeah. And he had this really daunting voice like this. Steven, you must protect. So, I don't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was this episode or the previous, but they show like how 
uh, Steven ends up getting the powers. I'm not sure if we if what episode that in, but we'll we'll touch back if it's not in the next one. I think it's I think it's in the next couple. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. But the the battle scene that um was at Anton's house, it was like they had almost like a medieval times like horse track thing that they did jousting and stuff. So all of that fighting was like in this and they were using like spears and shit. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but it was cool because he like he took like the blades off his chest and would just like fuck him up. So that was like it was really cool to see. He pulled it. He pulled a Batman, so to speak. It's like Batman oh, had the right around his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled him out, and weren't there like uh, boomerangs also? Sort of like mm-hmm. when he threw it, like it came back to him. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, it was a really cool one. All right, ready? So this, we're, we're flying through this because it's we like are. the sh- so just to kind of give you the the episode. The, the the whole show was confusing. So there was a lot of like uh, Egyptian god stuff that's like more detailed, but that was like the confusing part. So I would definitely say like if you seem interested after this for the more detailed stuff, definitely go and watch it because there's so much detail in this that a lot there was like a lot of talking, but when the action scenes came, it was it was like boom 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 boom. Yeah, it was like wait a second. Oh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And then there's a stop. And yeah. then here we go. Here we go. Here. Yeah. And there's talking. And, and there's talking. There's and talking. there's talking. Now, talking explained a lot um, for the most part. But then again, it didn't. It did, yeah. but it didn't. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Like, you realize, like, Mark was working with, uh, with, um, Conchiro? Conchu. Uh, Mark and Conchu were working together, but they never specifies how. But then you realize, like like he said, like, you know, Layla was the next pick. So he was like, I don't want her to go through the same pain that I'm going through. Because they, like, hinted, like, he hated him because of it. So it's kind of cool. Definitely go watch it if you get a chance. So now we're on episode four, The Tomb, which aired April 20th, 2022. So Grant and Layla find a deserted campsite at the location of Amit's tomb, which is a maze in the shape of the Eye of Horus, um, and discovers that some of Haro's men have been killed by the undead Egyptian priest, who then attacked uh, Grant and Layla. Uh, Layla defeats the priest, but encounters Haro, who claims that Spectre was the one was one of the mercenaries who murdered the the archaeologist's father. Uh, Abdallah El Fauli, um, which was Layla's dad. So, mm-hmm. before I go further, uh, at this point in time in the episode, Layla starts falling for um, Grant, and yeah, Stephen instead Grant, of yeah. Mark, yeah, and Stephen instead of Mark, and it was kind of funny because like they like. Mark was kind of like, get away from me. I'm trying to make you safe. And then Grant was like, oh, a pretty girl's talking to me. And she has the same interest as me. And that's the thing, too. Grant was the, or Stephen was the type of guy that was like, hey, I don't talk to any girls. And like in the beginning, he had a date. But then like when he woke up, it was like four days later. And he's like, oh, so he messed up the date. And then like when Layla first meets Stephen, she's like, are we going to do this or what? Here's the divorce papers. And then he's like, I would never divorce you. 
Mark's like, I'm trying to get away from you to keep you safe. Um, so Mark and Steven have a conversation about like how Steven's starting to fall for her. And he's like, if you touch her or kiss her, I will kick you down a cliff. So they wind up sharing like a small little kiss before they go into the cave. And then uh, Layla talks about belaying down the, <laughs> down the cliff. And Layla gets down all nice and neat. And then all of a sudden you see the rope drop. And then you see Steven's body drop. <laughs> kind of like Mark threw him off the cliff because they kissed. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. That was really funny. Um, so uh, Grant finds the tomb and discovers that uh, Amit's avatar was the last uh, avatar was the last avatar of Alexander the Great. And he retrieves Amit's uh, Ushabdi uh, from inside. You shibidi shabidi shibidi shabra shabra from inside Alexander's body, which is like through his mouth. Um, Layla then angrily confronts uh, Spectre, who reveals that his partner killed Layla's father and uh, pretty much shot Mark before Kanchu uh, revived Mark as his avatar. Harrow arrives and shoots Mark, uh, who wakes up in a psychiatric hospital populated by people from his life after escaping from Harrow, who appears to be the therapist in the hospital. Um, Mark finds Stephen in a separate body trapped in a sarcophagus. They also see a second sarcophagus with someone else trapped inside before being greeted by a female hippopotamus-headed figure. So, as I'm reading that, it's all becoming clear to me. It was still still confusing as fuck and very, like, abrupt. And I can't say anything now, because then it'll spoil the rest of this. But remind me to go back to that scene at the end. Um, But yeah, that was the end of uh, that that episode, and I was very confused by the um, asylum. Extremely confused too. by the asylum. I and it only too. gets worse later on. My confusion, that is. Because... Yes. Yeah. We'll but explain. this whole episode was like interesting, because like, clearly they were... They understood that they needed to stop Haro. So they did all they you know they went there they tried to figure it out before Haro got there and all the stuff and even Mark who knew that he didn't have his powers was still willing to stand up to like the villains yeah and even Haro was trying to taunt like Layla and you know trying to be like oh well I knew your father and she's like really and like kind of you could see like she got a little thrown off by that and then you could see how she was like hiding while he got shot and. It was, yeah, later on, the whole um, psychiatrics place kind of made sense. Nope. <laughs> See, to, me it, to me, it did. Kind of. No, because the ending really just, the ending ending made it not make sense. I understand the ending more now. But again, now that you're saying that, it completely makes sense now. Sort of. It doesn't. But sort we'll get of. into it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about it, but I can't because if I do, like that kills episode right, five so and let's, six. Let's, let's run let's, through it. Yeah, let's run through five and six because five and six are all good. Four, five, and six are just like a continuation. So yeah. episode five, Asylum. So now they're in the asylum. And if you remember at the end of that episode four, they Stephen and Mark are both there. Right, like they break out of Haro's like uh, psychiatric room, and then they're running down the hallway, and then they run into like a hippopotamus head of woman <laughs> in an Egyptian goddess. Bo- I don't know. It was like a a humanoid hippo, right? And um, the god's name was Tawit Tawrit. I don't know. Um, who explains that Spectre and Grant are dead? And that the psychiatric hospital is a boat sailing through Duit, which is like an Egyptian, which is the Egyptian afterlife. So I get that. That I understood. And when we get to the ending, I will explain why I don't understand it anymore. But then, yeah. no, it does make sense. Okay, I will clear that up. I just got it in my head. So she weighs, she basically is like, hey, we have to weigh your heart on the scales of justice, very similar to Haro's like uh, rod. And to determine whether they um, can enter the field of reeds, but the hearts are imbalanced by hidden memories that uh, she suggests they explore together to understand why, right? So now it this is where like the the confusion kind of clears up. So now Grant, so Stephen, the English, the British guy, uh, sees a memory of Spectre Mark. Uh, his younger brother Randall being killed uh, by drowning, and then Specters or Mark's mom just blaming him for it and just being an just a monster toward him. And it wasn't his fault. Like they went, they went into like some cave, and they probably did something they weren't supposed to do. But it wasn't the kid's fault. It was like it's just an unfortunate event, right? Yeah. And the mother just like it just showed him like going through his childhood of like every birthday like she would just ignore him she became an alcoholic mistreated him all this stuff and um yeah oh no and then so basically because of that uh mark went into like the assassin he went to the military and then got out of the military became an assassin so basically uh mark shows steven how Kanshu uh helped him survive on a mission and took over his body and made it the avatar. So basically um, on this mission is where Layla's dad was there and got murdered and the whole mission and like Steven got hurt and you could see him. He like crawled into this like cave, which was ended up being Contru's cave. And Contru was like, "Do you want to live?" And he said yes. And then he took over his body, which is how he got all the powers. So now um, Spectre and Grant are now convincing the Hippo God to help them return to the living world so they can help stop Sparrow. And she steers the boat toward the gate of Osiris. And Spectre reluctantly explains that he has unknowingly created Grant as a result of his mother's abuse. And they actually showed this. They they basically showed that every time he interacted with his mother, he watched he like watched this television show of this explorer, Stephen Grant. And every time his mother interacted with him, you can see like something in his head switch, and then he would talk to his mother in uh 
like he would basically pretend any bad thing that happened to him uh, went away when he was Stephen Grant. And all of the abuse that he went through was uh, handled by the personality of Mark Spector. So Stephen Grant, throughout the whole series, he's calling his mother. And they then you think that he has a great relationship with his mother. It's because it's all made up. And it was like wow. a coping mechanism of his to kind of uh, like push down these like hidden memories. So Stephen Grant had no idea. And then Mark has all this weight on his shoulders of seeing his brother die, seeing his mom's abuse, being an assassin, like all the stuff. And Stephen had the normal life. It was very weird, but it like cleared it up a lot. Um, so Grant and, and uh, Grant and Mark reconcile with each other but their scales fail to balance and a bunch of hostile spirits attack them on this boat like it, it ends up being like an actual boat and um it's a boat over like a desert so the spirits attack and um grant actually uh sacrifices himself to stave mark and you can see uh, Grant tackles one of these spirits off the boat, and they hit the sand, and he almost – he basically turns to stone. So once he turns to stone, the balance the, – the scales balance, which then allows um, the, uh, the door of the field of reeds to open, which basically allows him to come back to life. Because I th I think the reason why I did it is because technically um, Stephen is a made-up personality for Mark. And by one of the personalities, whether Mark or Stephen, by one of them going away, it gives him balance back to his life, which then allowed the door to open. Yeah. That was how I did it. Um, yeah, I think when he, so they show like his mom's funeral and his dad's looking through the window and sees Mark standing outside and he's kind of like drinking and his dad's like, come up. And he's like, nah. And then all of a sudden something flips in. So like in the beginning when you see like Steven and Mark switch between each other that happens and then he picks up the phone and starts talking to his mom and I think uh, he goes back into a time before maybe when he was younger mixing that with like his older self and from that moment on that's when he was Steven I think he got arrested by the cops as Mark right before his mother's death and that's why he didn't go up there um, and it's just interesting why. that Steven didn't even realize his mother was dead Oh, no, he, he thought his mother was alive. The whole like, time. Had perfect conversation. It's actually very sad. Like, when you watch this whole thing play out, it's so sad. But, um, uh, yeah, he, uh, that whole, that whole fight on the boat was awesome, too. She was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And the, the, the sand demons start jumping on the boat. Kind of reminded me of an episode of, uh, or a movie of, um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, I could see that. I um, could see that. But it's also like, it was just like you said, it was like, 
this episode wasn't full of action, but it was deep. Like this was deep. Like it was like childhood trauma of seeing your brother die, childhood trauma of his abusive mother in more ways than one. You could see the trauma that his mother had um, because of the death of his brother. And then you could see his dad trying to just hold the pieces together and it just wasn't enough because the the extremes were too much. You got to think like the dad who was trying to be a normal person had his wife become this like ragey alcoholic. And then he had his son who then like a coping mechanism was to pretend he wasn't even him. Yeah. Like, that's got to be a lot. And they didn't even, like, they barely even touched on the dad's perspective. But, like, just imagining what that guy, the dad was dealing with, with the two ends. Like, pretty insane. It's wild. Wild. Um, You just feel the pain of the dad, too. Like, having to watch him go through all this and trying to make everything normal. Yeah. Uh, it was good though. It was it was it was cool because I felt like they took they told a whole backstory, or like a whole like um, pilot story within one episode. Yeah, yeah. It was like origin story mixed with like how he got his power, like all of it. It was like origin yeah. story, his childhood, how he got his powers, how he ended up where he was, and all then a redemption. Episode. It was like the whole thing. It was like yeah, it was like childhood powers struggle. Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was good. Now we are on the sixth and last episode of Moon Knight called Gods and Monsters, which appeared this was May a wild 4th, episode. 2022. This was a wild episode. I feel like everything and its mother happened in this episode. Um, so Haro frees Amit and kills the avatar of the other Egyptian gods. Like, he just full-blown Order 66 all of them. Uh, for you Star Wars fans, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> so Layla, Layla finds Conchu's, um, Conchu's uh, stone that they've created him into, and she smashes it and releases him. Um, Spectre refuses to stay in the field of reeds and returns to Duat to rescue Grant. Um, so he pretty much... With uh, Twart's help, they escape uh, back towards the gates, but the doors are closed. He winds up jumping off the boat to find uh, Stephen. Find Stephen's like um, like sand body hand reaching out, and like he joins hands because his body's now starting to turn to stone. And then finally, like their heart is returned to them somehow, and that's what opens up the gate. Like they become pure and whole. Um. So then, um, uh, Mark tells Tuat to, you know, let Layla know what's going on and what's happening and to like free, um, to free, uh, Conchu. And then Layla discovers that Amit can be rebounded by multiple avatars. So agrees to become the temporary avatar of Tuate. So now they're, now she's bound with the hippo, Layla. Um, so they join Spectre and Grant and Conchu in fighting Haro and Amit, and Haro overpowers uh, Spectre and Grant, but they experience a blackout during which time they somehow defeat Haro. So they don't know how they defeated him. They just blacked out and defeated him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, Spectre and Layla steal Amit and Har- or seal Amit in Haro's body and imprisoning her in Conchu's surges 
uh, Spectre to execute Haro and Emmett. Um, Spectre refuses and orders Kanchu to release him and Grant from their services uh, as he has done his due diligence and his duties on what he needed to do. Um, so the pair find themselves in the hospital where they reject the vision and choose to continue their new life together as heroes. Um, Before we go there. Yep. Okay. So there's a lot in this episode. Like when uh, Layla had the statue, she broke it. And then um, Kanshu was like, let, I want, uh, let me, uh, no, he basically was like, uh, let me use you as an avatar. And she was like, no, I don't want <laughs> to. I didn't want them to. I, I clearly know what you did to them, and I'm not going to let you do that to me. And he's like, okay, we'll figure it out. And then as Haro and Amit is like – she's an alligator, right? So she's yeah. like an alligator woman. And uh, so Kanshu starts fighting the Amit in the throne, like the throne room, right? And Kanshu's getting his ass beat, and – but Layla told Kanchu before the fight that, you know, Spectre and uh, Grant were dead. So he's like, all right, well, I have to just do what I can, right? And then all of a sudden, when he gets brought back to life, you can see Kanchu like, in the middle of the battle with Amet was like, I could feel him. And then, like, instantly, like, just teleported to him. <laughs> got him back. And you see the bullets fall out of, like, Mark or or Steven. And then he's like, all right, let's do this. And then, um, uh, Moon Knight, let's just call him Moon Knight. Now, uh, he goes, well, how am I supposed to get there? And he goes, you forgot. I'm the God of the night or something. And he opens up his Cape and ends up like flying to Cairo or whatever it is to go help the fight. So while this is all happening, uh, that's when Layla, uh, gets the avatar or becomes the avatar of the hippo. And, now, at this point, before any battle starts, Harrow is on top of, like, a pyramid with his staff trying to basically get the souls of people. So, basically, every single person in Cairo um, were getting judged at the same time. So, again, those waiting scales. So, the people that are just bad, whether they, they committed it currently or in the future, whether they knew that they were going to do it or not, they were getting all sacrificed. You just see all these souls getting fed into Amit, and she's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Then the fight between giant Amit and giant Kanshu, like in the middle of the desert, next to this <laughs> like city, just starts happening. And at the same time, that's when Haro and um, Layla and Moon Knight end up fighting together. And it was interesting because like Layla and Moon Knight were fighting together really well and they were fighting all like the sidekick and the henchman. And then you see like uh, Layla get pins down. But now she, because she is now uh, the Avatar, she gets a whole new outfit and she gets these like wings and she's like using it almost like Captain America, like guarding the, from the bullets. And, and then all of a sudden, like they're just not winning. And like Andy said, there was a blackout. All of a sudden... Haro and all the guys are just knocked out or killed. And even Layla is like, what just happened? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. So then at that point, they go, uh, Kanchu's like, kill Haro because that will kill Amit. And they were like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, 
we're not listening to you anymore. We stopped it, blah, blah, blah. Because they basically put Amit's Amit in Haro's body, similar to Conchu in Mark Spector's body and Stephen Grant's body. And then, like Andy said, they're in the hospital and you're like, okay, cool. And they come to the realization that they're going to live with both of them. Like they're going to live in unison. So now though, in the post credit scene, <laughs> remember I said I was confused, but now I don't think I am. Yep. I think because Harrow was left alive and knocked around, you could see he was fucked up. I think he ended up in a psych ward because he was talking crazy. But for some reason, I don't think Amit's powers were able to control his body for some reason. Right? And then all of a sudden, you see him being taken out of said a psych hospital. But there's dead guards and stuff. And then there's people walking in the hospital like no big deal. Like no one saw these dead guards. But you can clearly see them. And then he gets put in uh, – Haro gets put in a limousine and you realize that it is um, Stephen Grant or Mark Spector. And you're like, what? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, he gets put in the limo and Haro's like, what are you going to do? Kill me? And and Kanchu is sitting in the limo and he goes, no, I won't, but he will. And then from the driver's seat in the limo, <laughs> turning around is what you think is Mark and Steven, but then it is revealed by Kanchu that this is Jake Lockley, and he just pulls the gun out and just kills Haro in the back of the limousine, and they drive off. And so then it reveals that Jake Lockley is a third personality of Steven and um, Mark. Stephen and uh, Mark that we did not know about, but in reality, we did know about him. But he was never defined because if you remember in the first episode when he kills all those people in the cult city, he aggressively kills all those people, right? Yeah. And then when he gets blacked out when in this episode when all of the villains – are like killed except for Haro. Even Steven and Mark are like, we didn't do that. Yep. <laughs> so there's, or, there was like two or three scenes that people got brutally murdered that Mark and Steven thought it was each other, but they didn't realize it until after they like unified that they could be like, that wasn't either of us. And they actually believed each other. Cause before that they would be like, Steven was like, why did you kill all those people? And he'd be like, I didn't. And, but they didn't believe each other. Yeah. So now, right at the end, they reveal he has like a third, the most aggressive version of their of them that just murders people. Like he is like literally uh, like a hitman. So you know what's funny about that? I bet you there's another scene that you didn't realize where you saw him, but you didn't see him. Oh. When they're walking through the hospital and Mark takes Steven out of sarcophagus and they're walking through the hospital and there's another sarcophagus that's moving, but they don't open that sarcophagus. I think that third one was Jake Lockley. Okay. That, he just got stuck in You're there. right. That's 
Yeah, that's that's very true. There was that room, and then that's where Stephen got Mark out of, right? Or yep. it was vice versa, or Mark got Stephen out of one of them. Mark got Stephen out of one of them, and then um, they pass it together, and they see another one moving, and they're just like, nope, nope, we're not opening that. And they just keep moving. They never open that uh, sarcophagus. I thought it was Layla, but Layla doesn't make sense if that was the realm of the dead. If that was the realm of the dead, it would have been Jake because Jake would have died along with those two. Yeah. When Mark and Steven got shot. And when they're on the the top of the, the tomb in one of the episodes, or one of the houses in Egypt, and they're fighting that gang... And they oh. black out and they kill the gang. And he's like, I thought I told you no killing. He's like, I didn't kill him. Oh, yeah, because there was a point. I don't remember where it falls in, but. Oh, no, it was when he came. I don't know. He it was, was by when, himself. Yeah, it was just by himself. And he goes to this gang to look for information. He targets the youngest guy. And then he kills all the other guys. And then Contra was like, he will talk. He will talk. So all of a sudden, he blacked out. He holds the guy <laughs> up, like, over a cliff. And then the guy, like, no, the guy, like, he hits his hands and makes him drop him. And then Contra's like, I did not expect that from him. <laughs> I thought, I really thought he would talk. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only other thing that I'm really confused about is, is the is, is the psychiatric ward real or is that just all in their head i think their version of the psych ward was in the death realm and i think that's why there were scenes that harrow was the psych like the psych or the psychiatrist and they needed to break out of that like repeat in order to to visualize the actual like land of the dead where they get on the boat I feel like they were trapped in like almost like a purgatory until they realized that it wasn't real. And then that's when they got on the ship. But then I was confused at one point. I was like, oh, why, why was Harrow, which appeared to be in like the same psych ward, but I think it was because he was so beaten up, probably brain damaged, and then also had uh, Ahmet in him. So I wonder if he was on life support. And the psychiatric ward was like the end of the line. For who? All of them. Anybody who had a who had an Egyptian spirit in them. Like he was beaten so bad that he was like at the end of the line of his life. But, but Haro was actually in a psych ward, which is how Jake got him out to put him in the limo to kill him. But it seemed like the same psych ward though. It did. Yeah, it did. But I think the difference is, and I, I spotted this, is that in in Stephen and Mark's psych ward, if you notice, all of the people that were in there were people that he, he had interactions with. So like yeah. his boss from the, the, um, from the uh, museum was there. The girl that he was supposed to go on the date with was there. Layla, I believe, was in there too. So it was like a bunch of people he interacted with. Unlike Harrow, like all the Harrow, the people that were in Harrow were like not any of his disciple people. Gotcha. That I mean, right. that's how I saw it, at least. Yeah, I got really confused by that point. <laughs> yeah, that's why at one point I was like, "Wait, uh, okay, okay, I figured it out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But that was that was uh, Moon Knight. Like it left on a big cliffhanger. Like clearly that country still has control. So and we don't know anything about Jake Lockley. So I'm assuming if there is a season two, they're gonna have to go into like uh, you know, uh, a deep dive on how he was created because we clearly got how Stephen was created, and and see like what the story of season two would be because this whole season was to stop Abbott. Mm-hmm. And at the post credit scene, he stopped Amit by killing Haro. And that's what they said. If they kill Haro, then Amit is destroyed. So I don't know where they're going to go from this. Uh, it's taking place in Egypt and Cairo and like kind of like Europe side, like, you know, eastern parts of the world. And m- most of the Avengers stuff takes place in, you know, west, western. I wonder who the real person is, though. Real person, Mark, real person. Steven, or Jake? They made it seem they made it. They I feel like they really established that Mark was the real one because he was the one that witnessed his brothers died, his trauma with his mom, and that the reason why Steven was even created was to cover up the trauma. I'm excited to see how Jake was created then. Yeah, like me, I'm excited too. It's just like. It was just interesting because it doesn't tie in with any of the other Marvel films. Um, clearly, it's very Egyptian god tied in. So I'm not really sure how that would play a role in any of the Marvel films. His powers are tied to an Egyptian god. You know, I. it was definitely a good show. It was dark. It was confusing. Um, psychological. It was like a psychological, like, mystery theater. Like, mystery, uh, not theater, but, you know, it was... But overall, it was really good. Uh, definitely a superhero, but more—I would say—it took itself more serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it had its comic moments here and there, but it was more of like a, like a, almost like a Indiana Jones feel to it. And it was cool how he played three different characters. Yeah. Well, too, I might add. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I think Jake had a, like an Irish accent. Yeah. Yeah, he was like from the mob type deal. But like like I, I like one of those like uh, how how can I explain it? Like one of those like Irish mobsters. Yeah. He had like the hat. Like the Irishman spenders. Yeah, yeah, like the Irishman, yeah. But yeah, I overall it. I I enjoyed it. I'd say definitely go watch it. It was I'd say it's up there. I mean, I didn't hate any of the the dark, the Disney uh, series, like the TV shows. But all see to me though, and that's the difference is that Loki ties in, WandaVision ties in, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier ties into the MCU. I just don't see how this one ties in yet. Probably will eventually. And it doesn't explain the timeline, like where it is, like if it's. Oh, I think it's after Thanos. I believe I heard something that said like after the blip, like in the first episode. But if I that's the right. case, that is it. That is the only thing that they've mentioned for any other one. I think you're right. Oh, I think Steven says something about not being able to find a date since the blip or having been the same since the blip. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, like nothing else that ties in. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. 
So I gave my overall thoughts. Overall thoughts, if you have anything to add. Um, this actually might be the first show that I'd actually go back and like rewatch over again. Like I think it was that good. Um, I mean, the other ones were good too, but not one that like I would want to go back and watch a second time. This one, it had your it had your comedy spots, it had your your action, it had um, backstory, especially being like a brand new character telling a entire backstory in one episode. I thought was really cool, um, almost a Spider Man effect where they did all the shows and then. Restarted Spider-Man in the last one, um, which I'm still a huge fan of. Uh, no, yeah, I thought it was cool. Definitely go check it out. I agree. And they, there's a lot of uh, the upcoming Marvel stuff is is looking good. We have, um, oh, what is it? I just took a photo of it. It's we l- left this year. We still have, um, oh, the Miss Marvel TV show. We still have, I got it right here. So we have Miss Marvel June 8th. So that's coming up. We have Thor uh, Love and Thunder in July. We have She-Hulk TV show in August. And then Wakanda Forever November. Let's go. So there's a lot of uh, Marvel stuff still coming around. Uh, you don't know how they're going to tie into anything. I mean, I hope they tie in to kind of because, like I was saying, Shang Chi still hasn't been mentioned since his movie, and normally they don't go that long without even touching base with some of the characters, especially new characters that they're trying to establish. They're going to have to mention it eventually. And the last time you see Shang Chi is at the post-credit scene, and he's with Wong and Bruce Banner. Yeah. Yeah, which is well, I won't say anything just yet. Yeah, not just because we're coming up on it. Yeah, we're coming, coming up. up on we're gonna it. do that Doctor Strange one next week and see if he shows up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch it again. Yeah, I think I'm gonna rewatch it again too. Yeah, I agree. But no, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I need some more Moon Knight in my life. Yeah, I can't wait for season two. I hope they do a season two. There's rumors that they're not, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Even if there is no season two, throw him in the MCU. Let's see what he can do. Yeah. Movie form or in somebody else's movie. Because it'd be cool to see, like, Mark and Steven acting as good guys. And then yeah. Jake as the unpredictable wild card of a bad guy. Well, what appears to be a bad guy. So it's like you don't know. Like, if he blacks out, you don't know what version you're going to get of him. So it kind of makes, <laughs> like, makes him like the ultimate wild card. Like, you're either going to have Steven be like, hello. Or, and, or you have, like, Mark being like, hey, guys, like, let's let's just chill out. I'll still fuck you up, but, like, let's chill out. Or you just have, like, Jake Lockley that's like, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> you dead. Yeah. Killing you. Yeah. <laughs> so. And Layla's still there. Does Layla still have the hippo? She's well, still the avatar of the hippo. True. You don't know if she gave it back because she did say temporary. Maybe she was like, I kind of like the suit, a.k.a. the Wonder Woman suit, a.k.a. she wore it better. I'm just saying, a.k.a. She did look like Wonder Woman. <laughs> Not going to lie that. Not going to lie about that. But, yeah, that was our uh, Moon Knight review. Um, but, yeah, we liked it. I mean, clearly. Um Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. I would definitely recommend it. What did you say? 
I said, let us know what you thought in the comments. Let us yes. know if you hated it or if you loved it, what you liked about it. Let us know. And again, if you need to know where to leave comments, uh, remember to like, share, rate, review, comment, and subscribe to Disaster Party Podcast on all social media platforms, including the YouTube, which you could see Andy in studio and me with my empty background as I am still packing up my house. <laughs> and let's just run down the episodes real quick again. Uh, next week, uh, we will be doing uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness with Shawnee D and B. Rent, as I believe. Then the episode after that, we will be doing Double or Nothing, uh, AEW pay-per-view. Uh, then after that, we do have a few Know Thy Neighbor episodes. We also have uh, an episode with El Jefe Marv, which I believe we're talking about cannabis. Um I think we're talking about cannabis. And then we also have our Halo uh, review coming up too. So that's about eight or nine episodes looking forward to. And we do have more in the works. Uh, And one of these days, maybe even next week, maybe not, um, I will end up in the studio with Andy. And we will do our second episode live and in person. Can you realize – that still blows my mind that we have – Technically, over seventy-four episodes. Oh, way over seventy-four. Okay, I'll I'll say a hundred and fifteen-ish episodes. Out of a hundred and fifteen, we only have one, one in-person episode. As of uh, Apple on Apple i uh, Apple Podcast, it says we have a hundred and ten episodes. Ooh, I was before, off before today's. I was off. I was off. Yeah. Still, I was close, but I was off. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, as for Disaster Party Podcast, I'm Rob Cedeno. Oh, daddy. I'm Andy Bivians. And I hope you know how to do this, but we are out. Bye.